Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is this is my first recording of 2019. Hopefully, the year we get rid of Donald Trump as president of the United States. I'm hoping. From your mouth to God's That's ears, right. and if, gold. I don't know if you recognize that voice, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Kill Me Now. Today's guest, I've been dying to have him on, and it's taken a while because he moved to fucking Los Angeles. <laughs> Like an asshole. He's a um, <laughs> trader. He was a New Yorker. I mean, actually, he grew up in New Jersey, as I did, and moved to the West Coast. He is the author of four, almost five books. Well, the, the, the fifth book is coming out in spring. April. Uh, he hosted, first of all, he was the, fil- the hilarious film critic for The Daily Show for many years. Um, he's a stand-up comic. He is an amazing writer. His articles in The Times are fucking fabulous. Um, a little jealous of that. And just because you're such a fucking good writer. Thank you. Um, and he went to a fucking great school. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out which 
fucking microphone is mine, so I can lower it. Okay, there we go. And um, I'm just so... He's a gay! He's a gay! I'm not a gay, I'm the, the gay! gay. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank DeCaro yes. is here! Woo! I love you, Judy Gold. I love you. Frank, thank you so much for doing this. I know. What are you in town for? I, I, I feel like I'm here more than I'm in L.A. these days. I was back uh, right. for 52 days. In a row? In a row. And then I went to L.A. for nine, and then I came back again for Christmas. And so, yeah, it's been insane. I was doing some work with Lisa Lampanelli, the right. insult comic. Yes. And she is uh, She's not doing, an insult comic anymore. No, former. Right. Former. Uh, thick. She's a thick. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, so, she, but she is doing storytelling and other things. So we went into rehearsal for that. Then we performed it a few right. times. Then we did some other stuff. Then it was Thanksgiving. Then it was something else. Right, right, right. Where do you stay when you're here? I have a house in New Jersey. My, oh, my you do? You have your home. childhood house where, where we do, we start every interview with the childhood. Oh my God. Yeah, because I'm fascinated by children's childhoods, uh, by children's, by people's childhood. I'm sorry, I have a fucking cold. The amount of snot in my nose, this is my kill me now for today. I can't, <laughs> like last night I'm laying on the bed and it's like I can't breathe through my nose, but I can't breathe through my mouth because if I breathe through my mouth, it gets really fucking dry and it's just, and it's making noises. Do you ever get a cold oh, where yeah. it starts going? <laughs> Yeah, and it sounds like there's like a swinging door in your nose, right. and then it clicks like a clamshell. Right. And just, oh, it's hard. And you rub your eyes, and then it's like, <laughs> I can't fucking take, anyway. And you're dizzy. <laughs> no, one, no one complains better than you. I know, I thank you. Say. Here's the other thing yes. that I've noticed with my sinus, with this clogged up. Like, I, I'll get up, and I'll throw some, I'll get up from the couch to throw something in the garbage, and then I'm out of breath. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? It's, it's uh... It's being, it's the cold. It's not our age or anything. It's the right, cold. So definitely that. But it's, uh, and you and I are almost exactly the same. We're right. Both in we're November nine days, too. we're nine days apart. You're older than me. Tell you good. look it. I, think I feel it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so Frank DeCaro, yes. um, you grew up uh, not far from me in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, Little Falls? Is it Little, Little Falls? Falls. Yes. Little Falls. Where, yes. Ha, what exit? Uh, I know, I hate 153B, that. 153B, if you want Okay, know. I was 135. See, that's a little probably a better name. What town were you? Clark. Oh, Clark. See, I'm sure it's nicer. Ugh. See, we, when no. we drive down, no. we always do, because every time I see a sign, I make up a story that goes, so Clark Westfield is, right. is a guy who used to, he dated a woman from Massachusetts named Marion Rochester. Oh, that's nice. Clark so West. I, Clark Westfield. <laughs> that, he dated Marion Rochester from Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. No, I always make up stupid stories yeah. when we're driving, so you don't want to ride with me because right. I talk But it's you. also, that whole roadway, I mean, I hate <laughs> when people are like, what exit, what I, but literally it is, if you live in New Jersey, the Garden State Parkway. Is the fucking road to life. You know what I mean? I, it is the way to get to the shore. Like, it's really a way to say, where the fuck are you from? And it's, it's true. Right. 153B. No, Little Falls. And I uh, grew up and there. And I when I left for college, oh, I'm never coming right, back. I same. live in my childhood home now. That's very interesting. Because I can never. Uh, well, thank God my mother sold it. But so you were born. In, uh, I was born here. In New York City. Yes. And then your family moved to Little Falls. Now, did you have a big house? It's about a three-bedroom. Very oh, modest. Oh, that's good. Uh, ran- you know, what do they call it? A raised ranch. Right. Okay. bi-level. Not a dupe. Not a right. uh, split level. A bi-level. And so. very Italian family. Oh, yeah. Like, very Italian. Not not as Italian as, as you'd think, but yes. Like, so- Italian taste. 
More right. Than- <laughs> so like plastic. <laughs> no plastic, but purple. A lot of pur- right. purple bullion fringed couch. Wow. And uh, gold leaf cherub head side. Oh tables. yes, 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 yes. I remember those. Those were good and uh, like pastoral figural lamps of right, like here's right. a, 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 a like, lamp, right. lamp you're in the lawn thing. Or, yeah. yeah. A lot of that crap. And uh, and then uh, yeah, there's that. So now and it does. Now it looks like uh, Palm Springs. So you, um, I grew up. You know, my neighborhood was all Jewish and Italian. So I grew up next to the Antonellis and the Di Savino. So, and the Antonellis house smelled like bacon and sausage all the fucking time. <laughs> and I fucking loved going over there. Um, but so your so your your father was like a blue collar worker, right? Or right. well, it was somewhere between blue and he was one of those guys who who while you're sitting uh, working on a story in a newsroom, right, would it helps you do something and you don't even pay attention and never learn their names. Right, that's what I realized, and I felt like a horror when I realized. Right, that. you know, it was like he was that level of thing where he helped other people who had real careers and so he had a job like yeah. editorials no he wasn't even in a newspaper i mean but he was just like the guy that you don't oh, notice he right. was that guy that you, you kind that of the don't company learn doesn't name. run without them but, but you, you don't, don't know who the fuck them. they are that was my day. okay as far as i can tell okay but he worked in it in little falls and right. he grew up and it's I, I drive past when i get a flyway i drive past the house he was born in. no way yeah it's very strange and then what about your mom she was from the next town over mm-hmm. and she was the more i think about it the more extraordinary both of them were because he not only Went to Europe and was drove a tank through Europe during World War II. Right. By Nazis, as Mel Brooks right. would say. And then my mother actually had her own business. My mother had her own beauty salon. Wow. And uh, and I was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, my mother had a beauty salon with her, her name in neon in the window. No like, fucking, yeah. what was the name of it? Marianne's. Well, she was Marion, but it and was Marianne's. And where was it? In Patterson, New Jersey. That's awesome. Yeah, so she was what like, years? I don't quite know, but I'm guessing I'm guessing late 40s and 50s probably. So was she a good hair? Was she good at it? She gave me bad perms, but I think she right. was good perms for ladies. Was, perms were good. Were, yeah, they were that's like why I'm major. bald now. Yeah. But, you know, She's but, rolling over in her grave right now I with know. your fucking The hair. only thing she got mad about ever that I ever said about her was I said, uh, I said in a reading, I said my mother wasn't a good cook. I you said, can never tell an Italian woman that is like the fucking kiss of death. <laughs> for I mean, like you know what she said at a reading. It was a very important reading of my first book. She right. said, "Oh yeah, you got from the front row. Oh yeah, you got that fat because you didn't. I'm a bad cook." <laughs> Her. Oh, she was a pistol. I love her. Um, and that I was think having a, her own business at that time. That's amazing. Um, I mean, look. Did you watch? You watched the Golden Globes last night, right? I did. We're recording this right after the Golden, and and that Glenn Close. I mean, when she said, "I, I want to be," I'm sorry, but, no, no, but yeah. when he, she said, "You know, women should be able to say, I want to do that, and I should be able to do that." Like that, that was really powerful. Oh, I loved her speech. That was, it was I thought, all about. I thought her speech was amazing. That was really and, the and, high point, right? And also saying, like, my mother, you know, was this woman who was just doing everything for the, it was all about her husband and had no fucking life or she, she, she used the word she say sublimated her dream yes, she said yeah. something along yeah. those lines and yeah. it was like yeah what a terrible thing right. to have to do especially for those of her who are are either have both I mean you have both a family if I mean a right. true family of children and that whole thing and which is such a huge responsibility I don't have that but it's like but I didn't I never had to give up my dreams right. for stuff I'm still you know people are like oh what are you going to do when you retire retire I want to work more first I don't of all I know I'm Why never retiring my brother's like you know you got to really plan you know he's a he's a CPA and actuary you got to really plan I'm like I'm not going anywhere if, if I have 
nothing to do, I'll be fucking dead. Okay? Dead. So, oh, that was my brother, Jubel. This is the Jubel, as oh, you know, fun. may or may not know. Anything remotely Jewish Good. gets a bit of a ring. So, I um, saw an everything croissant. Does that count today when I was looking at what to eat? Like an everything. Uh, you know what? That's not, doesn't get it. No, you know why? Why? Because. The, these whole these bagels that they fucking ruined like they have a blueberry bagel like oh, yeah, that's, that's a sad. fucking no that's almost a donut and the everything bagel is shit what is it it's like garlic onion salt 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 <laughs> poppy and seeds poppy, yeah. and it's just like it's enough already I do think though that the Trader Joe's that the everything but the bagel seasoning is is about the greatest really thing ever. you just you put it on anything you put it on like toast, what do you put it on toast a baked potato anything really it's good. All right, I'll give it a half. A give range. it a half. A, okay, that's for so. Trader. All right, so you grow up. You're an only child. Was there a reason you're an only child? Yes. Get, okay, get this. So my mother, forty three. Marion. Marion, my mother is forty three. She goes into the hospital to have a tumor removed. She had a melon sized tumor removed. They're always melon sized. So that was. And how long were your parents married at this point? Eleven years. Okay, ten, eleven years. And she goes in. They take the tumor out. And they look, as one is wont to do, I guess, and they said, Mrs. DeCaro, you're pregnant. No. F- how, how pregnant I was, was she? Fairly along, I, as I take it. Uh, yeah. And I think if, and so they closed her back up and I, I finished cooking. And then the, the bing, the, the, the turkey timer went off. They took me out again. So Same scar, you know. So they The went tumor was, was not me. That- the that, tumor but was, they took it out. There was a fibrous, non-malignant yeah. thing. They take the tumor out. I'm hiding behind it in the shade. They're having a nice Right. Time. And you know what? I've been starved for attention ever since. I was like, would someone pay attention for me? So you do you know, think so, that yeah. they they were like, for 11 years, like, why the fuck am I not pregnant? They had three miscarriages. I may have been their fourth. I don't know. It's uh, But yeah. Oh, the, the tumor was probably the miscarriage. Could. I, maybe I Who ate it. Knows? I don't know. No, but yeah. they, had, they, had three, <laughs> they had three miscarriages over the years. And they just thought, well, that's it. And so they had, they were the best aunt and right. all that kind of thing and then they had me and and so they were 40 and 43 right which is why i have the sensibilities of a 90 year old that's I mean, the same yeah. so that's the other thing we have in common because oh, yeah. my mother was 41 40 I my father mother was, oh thank you but i think i know her only through yes. your story oh, yes thank you um and she was hilarious right? yes oh, the best uh, the best but and don't you don't you miss the material my father oh my, God, my father's gone it's like I had such it's good horrible material from i know i still do her on stage Good. It make nothing made me happier than because I said I ate a grape when you talk oh, about yeah, when she had when the, she had the home health yeah. aid oh, there. Yeah. I she ate a grape. Uh, I no, ate she took a raisin. She uh, <laughs> used the phone. She sat on the sofa, um, just fucking complaining. And I'm like, Ma, shut the fuck. I mean, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we both have el- elderly parents. Yeah. So, uh, but so you and I were basically we were, we were in, and and if kids or if young people are listening to this, there was not there were not channels dedicated to our right. age demographic. Right. What they watched, we watched. So right. if they're watching Dean Martin and the Gold Diggers, we're my watching My mother, Dean and the you Gold know Diggers. my mother before she died, I asked her who she would have married and if she hadn't married my father and she said Dean Martin. But uh, Lawrence Welk, did you watch Lawrence Welk? Yes. Yeah, and like... Good night. Sleep, sleep tight. tight and, and pleasant, pleasant dreams to you. Here's a wish and a prayer that every dream comes true. Hey! Okay, so yeah, uh, no, I loved and it. And now till we meet again, Here's adios, the, no. au revoir, au revoir, saying good night. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> and they were probably like Nazis. You know what I mean? Horrible. They were sure. so... <laughs> 
Sure. They were so religious. Like, and I, you know, can I tell you something? This is, I have never told anyone, but when I go on the road and like I'm in a hotel room and I put on like bubble gas accent or like some local. Whatever's on. And I will sit and watch Lawrence Welk. And they do those little, that now they do those little things where they're like, you know, I remember when, uh, when I met blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, like really overly Christian and like it's like a fucking cult. <laughs> it's and yet we love wonderful, it. wonderful. They would I know I loved Nor- it. Bring in Norma Zimmer, the right. champagne lady yes. of song, and it's yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But we watched. We I was well, we were like six or seven. We're watching laughing and right. I remember them. Okay, Maud. Maud. Oh my god. Yes. The manic depressive. I had to explain the manic depressive episode to my parents, and I think I was nine. Okay, it was like oh, uh, my mother was yeah. was kind of hip. So I didn't, ha- you know. Well, I didn't there was have a to. joke where Maud was gonna. Maud, they were talking about her being impulsive, right? And it ends, and he's they said, "Well, let's go upstairs." And she whispers, and they start clearing off the kitchen table, right? And I had to explain. I said, "You know, they're gonna do it on the kitchen table." Right. And my parents were like, "That is not what that means." And I said, "No, it really is." And <laughs> I was like nine. It's terrible. So uh, you have elderly parents like me, but here's the thing about having old parents, dead parents, like right? You. I have dead parents now. <laughs> but the thing about having old parents, like I didn't know. Like, I, it took me a while to realize, oh, my parents are way older. They're 20 years older than everyone else's yeah, parents. But they had lives. And, you know, if I were to have, I mean, right now, if I had the children when my parents did, I would have a 13-year-old. Right. You know? And so it's sort of like the idea of being this age and having a I have a 17-year-old. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't know if I could do it. Right. But, but, I, I, but you had your own, you had a life and have a life. But right. you were able to sort of build that up. When I, can you imagine having a kid at 20? No. I mean, it's like, well, no, Mike. I didn't Alisa, imagine her I mother was 21. I know. I look at 21-year-olds now. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. I, I I hated it that they were old. And then I was like, I'm lucky because they had good values. They you good know, values. They, they were secure. They, we, right. didn't, we didn't know we didn't have a lot of money. We right. didn't want for anything. I got every right. toy I ever asked for. Right. Well, was, you're an only child. You know, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. I got everything. We had I a garden. Like my father had a huge vegetable garden. Yeah. And I mean, and I remember my grandmother was born in 1896. And I yeah, re- 1898 for my grandmother. Yeah. Too. Isn't and, that weird? We have like, I know. Like, we have people. And I remember 19, her. She 10, lived yeah. till I was 25. Yeah. And she used to cook. And I remember the fuck, the sifter. You know, she had a sifter and you turned the it was just like yeah. I can't believe that I it's 2019 and I remember that shit you know my, my um, mother I have a okay I'm on my second Boston Terrier now. Right. I love my dog and I had a Boston before and when I was thinking of getting my first dog Herman right. my mother said you should get a Boston Terrier and I said should I have one when I was a kid and it dawned on me my mother had a Boston Terrier when they were new Okay. Right. They, with their first Vogue was in the twenties. Wow. That's when she. Had, my mother danced the Charleston when no it was way. new. I, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's that's a weird yeah. thing to be sitting here and not be that old and still have this this link to it. But right. Yeah, but I love that now. Right. I mean, you know, but, now but now it does do. make you feel sometimes where you want to punch a, a millennial. Right. When you have kids, who maybe you, yeah, it's maybe you are allowed to. But no, I it makes me crazy because it's like if I have to know. Who Post Malone is, you have to know right. who Dorothy Malone is. Okay, right. that's the exactly. rule. That's my <laughs> rule. Okay. I I haven't finished Mrs. Maisel. I'm only on the second episode of the second season. Are you in that? Did you do it? No, of course you not. So I, be in first that of all, somewhere. this is what I fucking can't believe. Oh, Mrs. Maisel. Okay. I have never been on Orange is the New Black, and I've never been on Mrs. Maisel. You should be on both of them. Right. 
Like, I don't You're get the, it. And, and you know what? I, I should have had my third uh, logo series canceled right. by now. Right. So, you know, it's, it's just like, unbelievable. It's, it goes, it's so. like so. All right. So when I watch that, when I watch this, you know, these scenes in, in the apartment and I look around, it's like I'm at my grandmother's apartment. Like, I oh, yeah. remember the phone like that. I remember the blankets like that. I remember the like I could go back there and be completely fucking fine without our <laughs> fucking phones and fucking computers. Okay. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So you're an only child. Yes. Uh, when do you realize I'm different? Oh, I think, uh, when did I? Well, the kids figured it out before I did. You know, did you have right. that happen? It was just, you know, the kids were very kind in calling me a fag every day. Right. What, t- fag, what age? Sixth grade. So was that? Oh, so that's, that's like or, 11. I'm, okay, yeah. I'm talking before that. Did you have oh, any? I felt, we- I think yeah. I felt strange, yeah. but I didn't know it was that weird. Right. Because so I was I... like playing with my, you know, nothing was better than my than a poochie scarf of my mother's, right. you know, and, a, and we'd let's go shopping and right. I'll wear, you know, you tie the scarf around your neck and then tie it in the back. So, right. you know, you're with the big sunglasses. Right. That's what ladies look like in the 60s. Right. So. So yeah, so I would play that, and then I I'd... would go home and I'd put on, as you know, for my act, my father's clothes, uh, <laughs> until everyone got home, and then I'd put them back. But uh, I wanted to, I wanted to mow the lawn. They're like, "Oh, do you want to um, help cook?" No, I want to mow the fucking lawn. I want to <laughs> shovel the fucking snow. I have, I had like a car, you know, those tracks, and you could play Hot Wheels down in the bay. Like I was such a fucking guy, you know. <laughs> 
Um, is tomboy, are we allowed to say that? Yeah, anymore? you can say tomboy. Um, okay. I wanted to give dinner parties. I did. I wanted. I wanted. You know, I had. I wanted to be like not so slim, key, right. I think, or something, and run around and give. But it, it was. You know, it's like we didn't know what it was. No, that's I didn't the know. thing. I just like it was fun. I think kids now know. They know what it is. Yeah, they you know what I mean. For, and also, it's like if, if your kid. This is for parents. If your son wants. To play with the washing machine. I had a Susie Homemaker right. washer. No one does laundry in our house ever but me. It's like I do all the laundry. Wow. I am fantastic. I am a pre-treater. Like there's no That's so good. I need someone to do my fucking them, laundry. Encourage them to do something. Meanwhile, I won't cut the lawn. I'm not going outside. Oh, I love that I shit. Oh, my house. God. Fucking breaking leaves. Hot. <laughs> all right. Remember so. Fran Leibowitz said, she said, nature is what I pass through going from my apartment into a cab. That's, That's the way funny. I feel. I, like, I don't funny. want to be in the nature. So, um, okay. So you... Are were you popular in school? Like were I had friends, but I always had like misfit. Fr- we were the island same, of misfit same, toys, same. so I had friends, but they were always weird, and most of them turned out to be gay. That, uh, that uh, yeah. yeah, I remember in college one summer we there was uh, we called it the summer of forty two because after that summer my father was like Judith. The sum of, of 42 is over because he knew that we were all like just, sm- I guess, fucking and smoking, whatever. Um, and uh, my heights, I, I, had a I remember that everyone came out. Everyone was like, I'm, I'm gay. Oh, so am I. So it was so fucking interesting. I had a uh, kindergarten lesbian. I had a uh, middle school or Sunday. School, I had a Sunday school homo. Right. Then I had a, a disco queer in high school. Right. It was, or in, before I was in grammar school, who didn't go to the same high school. We used to just be pals after school. Uh, and then high school, uh, I had a boyfriend. Right. So, yeah, it was like one one dirty queer after another of, of every stripe. It was fun. Right. I loved it. But then you don't realize what, what's wrong until you're like an adolescent. And you're like, oh. Well, there was one kid who picked on me a lot. And you know what? I got that that thing everybody wants. He actually apologized to me after he my did? first book came out. Are you fucking he kidding did. me? He called me and apologized. And he said, I was on so many drugs, I don't remember anything I did. But I probably did everything you said I did in your book. That's so nice. Have you gone to nice. a high school reunion? Oh, I go to them whenever I can. No. Yeah. Never. No, I, like I hate. Them. I hate. I hated high school so much. I hated it so much. I didn't like it, but you know. But so this is a stupid thing in my. In my life has been like this. It's like I'm called a fag every single day of school. Right. I finally get a boyfriend in, in like junior year. Yeah. I'm in the play in in Bye Bye Birdie, the Paul Lynn part. Uh-huh. Couldn't be any gayer. Right. Make everybody laugh. When does it stop calling me a dirty fag? When I have a boyfriend. And I'm playing Paul Lind in a, in a Broadway in a in a right. school musical. When I'm really a dirty queer, right. that's when they stop calling right. me right. one. It's like right. up until then, I didn't know what I was. I right. wasn't doing anything sexual it's at all. So weird that they know before. Oh, What's their just... fucking family? Yeah. So, <laughs> did, how did your parents deal with your homo oh, sexuality? It was bad at first. Yeah. Was your weird folks good? Mine were terrible at first. Not, they weren't horrible. Like my father asked. I kept it a secret for a while. They fucking knew. Like, I'm a parent. Let me tell you something. You know. And I, like, I'm constantly saying to my kids, like, don't you think you're a little gay? Like, please be a little gay, but they're so fucking straight and annoying. Anyway, but uh, no, they were not that horrible. My mother did when um, she found out, because my father had asked me, and I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking, because it was early in the morning, and I just didn't want to talk about it. And uh, when my mother found out, she goes, why did you lie to your father? <laughs> it like, two, like, like, two dings for yeah. Ruth. Why did you lie to your father? And then she's like, you're the reason I get depressed and stuff because of that. I said, Mom, I'm the happiest one of your kids, so shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> um, well, it's, they were, 
It's it's on a scale. Okay. So okay. were they horrible? Did they say horrible things? Yes. Did they do horrible things? No. Right. They didn't take me out of college. Right. They didn't kick what me did out they of say? school. They didn't throw me out of the house. My mother. Well, my mother was like, uh, how did they find out? How did they find okay, out? Okay, I told my, I was real depressed. I, I had, was dating this guy in high school. Right. What was and his name? Kenneth. Jewish? No. Oh. Uh, Kenneth is a Jewish Yes, name. no. Smart, really smart, though. Really? Like doctor. What did he, he end up? He's a uh, biostatist epidemiologist. That's what Really? He, yeah, he's, I've, always, I've had two, two loves in still, my life. Are you still in We We touched? texted. He just moved. Yeah, we texted. Um, we really? Usually, Does we, Jim he, get a little jealous? No, why should he be jealous? Because fucking Elisa gets so jealous. And, and like I, It's like, Elisa, what the fuck? It's, right, and sorry. it's also, and it's also, I don't really, I, when I, if I think about my high school boyfriend, I get nostalgic for being young. I don't get right, nostalgic. Right, I don't right, want right. him now. What am I going right. to do with yeah, him Yeah, exactly. What would he do with me? We'd Does he have a boyfriend? Group. His husband. Yeah, he's all got right, a second right. husband. The first right. one was a mess. Oh, that first one really? was horrible. Anyway, but <laughs> this one's all right. But uh, no, but I, I'm Jim. Jim is very confident because he knows I'm not going anywhere. Right. You know, inertia, and I love him. So right, it's both. Right, it's right. like not only do I not have the energy to leave, but I wouldn't want to. Anymore. So like, but so the, anyway, how so, do they f- they figure it out? Okay. No, I told my mother. So I. How old are I, you at this point? I'm 16, and right. I just turned 17. So right. Right. Just turned. And 17. just just for the listeners, 16 in New Jersey in the 70s. In 1978 or nine. Okay. Not not a good. Like I really thought because I was already fooling around. That if anyone ever found out, my life would be over. Like, over. Like, it was just the worst thing that could ever happen. Well, like, was, didn't you feel that? I think I probably did. Now yeah. I've romanticized it into right. thinking, I'm getting out of here, so it doesn't matter. I'm right. But we were kind of bold about it. I have to say, right. we did, you know, we made out, like, in the van on the way back from Senior Cup no Day. No fucking way! Yeah, we did. It was bad. Our, our dates were driving. <laughs> <laughs> you made yeah, out in bit. the car? We, a little. Not a lot. We didn't go. Oh, my God. We, I would. We get, yeah. Okay. We didn't go to third. or anything. Right. But no, I was. I didn't let him under my sweater. No, I. But um, no, it was. We. Yeah, we were a little bit bold. I think we were like, we're never coming back here. So let's. Right. Go, let, what do we care? So. But anyway, but when we did that classic thing, we had sex. And the next day he said, we can't do that ever again. And it was like the, my favorite thing was I'd he, ever was done. Was he religious? No, he just. But he freaked out. Okay. And, and you cried? I was miserable. Oh, I was terrible. And I got more and more depressed. And my mother said, you can tell me anything. And then I told her. Well, she noticed you were depressed. She noticed I was depressed. And, and said, what music were you playing this. during oh, this period? Oh, probably uh, like Captain Fantastic and oh, Ground okay. Cowboy. It was all okay. Elton John stuff. Okay. Everything was Elton John stuff. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I said to my mother, finally, when she said, you know, you can tell me anything. And I said to my mother, uh, I'm in love with Kenneth and you have to help me get him back. And wow. she said, and I'll and I I say this in my stand up. Can I do? Can I do you, and then you do her? Sure. I'm in love with Kenneth, and you have to help me get him back. Now I have to put my face in shit. That's what my mother <laughs> said. Was that good? So yeah, I know it was like. A and were you like, oh my god, I thought I trusted you? And... I was like, you said I could say it. I was right. I was upset. But now, now I joke when I do stand up. Right. I always say it's that it's like wait a minute. So I'm gay. So my mother has to do German porn. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, yeah. So it was bad. So, and, then, and then my father was when I came out to him a few months later. My father said, if I'd have known you were going to be like this, I'd have killed you at birth. No fucking way. Yeah. 
And I, now this it's is on what, I think that we, this is shit we have to talk about. Yeah. Because, you know. You don't the, say that to your own right, son. Right, never. He didn't mean it. I know that. Right. I knew it's it about them. Then. It's not about you. It's about them. And it's also about society telling right. them you're not going to have a happy life. You're right. going to have grandchildren. Well, they didn't right. have grandchildren. But they had well, we were represented. We but, were never know. represented on television anywhere. No. you A happy queer was not something we got right. to see. And then we came along and we're just like, oh, this is going to be but, fun. But, but did they act like they were surprised? Yeah, they pretended they were surprised. Well, they acted like they were surprised because I think they were hoping against hope. But there was that feeling. But of, you were dressing. You were like. I was doing everything but being a drag queen. And I think if I'd had more confidence, I would have. Right. You know, but I ne- it was, if it had seemed like an option and it wasn't so heavy, right. I probably would have tried it. But uh, but no, I I, uh, I just, yeah, I was very flamboyant. And I, right. there's a picture of Elton John. It's so funny. There's a picture of Elton John in a walk-in closet. Right. And there are hundreds and hundreds of pair of shoes. And he's wearing right. satin, like volleyball shorts, right. and knee highs, and ridiculous glasses with rhinestones and the whole thing. And there's this picture. And that photo is who I wanted to be. That's like, right, and, right, and, right. And you know, I know that. Photo. I kind of am that photo right, now, right, you right. know, and, and so I kind of did, uh, minus the fame and money, but, uh, but I, you know, but I have lots of shoes and right. lots of clothes. And, uh, and so, but yeah, it's weird. I kind of, I wanted to, people, remember when we were kids, people say, this would drive me crazy. I don't know if there's a lesbian equivalent, right. but they would say, when we were growing up, all we saw were Liberace and Elton John, and that made me want to kill myself. It's like, you know what? Liberace and Elton John made me not want to kill myself. I was like, well, look at them. I could go be I that. went to the Liberace Museum with my parents. I took mine, too. Oh, my God. Vegas. I <laughs> yes. fucking loved it. You know what's great about the Liberace Museum? Well, it's not there when anymore. there. But were the women who worked there who would not admit he was gay. They thought he was, oh, like, yeah. so good with the ladies. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. So you then... You're a great student. Yeah, I was a really good student. And you got a high. You had to be too, I'm guessing. I was a good student, yeah. yeah. But I didn't do well on my SATs. I did. Re- I cannot take tests. I overthink every question. <laughs> I'm like, well, this has some truth in it. And then I was like, and I, and I spent four hours. I know. It's fucking annoying. Anyway, and you end up going to Northwestern, which is an amazing school. I'm going to yeah, give it, it a good. thing because there's a lot of Jews That's there. where I met Jews for the first time. Ding, the, ding. Yes. I can't believe it. Did no, you go? It, now, when you were growing up, did you go to the city to see shows or anything yeah, yeah, like I did. that? I started when I was 13. Right. So I ju- Meanwhile, I just saw a chorus line right. done at the city center. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. But Are I'm they sitting doing there. it again? No, I don't know if it'll transfer anything. I know, but I looked at it and so I went, I and, found my, so I went and found my playbills. I was 13. When I saw that, and I'm laughing at the, you know, I didn't steal anything. I broke into people's houses. I didn't steal anything. I just rearranged the furniture. I was laughing at all of the gay jokes at 13. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like even then you Can you believe I threw out all my playbills? No. See, I don't throw anything away, so it's good. Right. I had to because I can't. Because you're my head. you're an adult, right. so yeah, yeah, that's I'm never going to do that. So oh, it was so good at City yeah, Center. Really, but I but here you know but talk about a mind fuck. It's like I was 13 watching it, right? And I which made me about half the age of everyone on stage right. the first time. Right now I'm 30 years older than everyone on right. the stage right. now, and so you're sitting there watching it, and I wept through the right. entire. I, performance. I think I would have cried. I think I would have cried. I did that at Pippin. I yep. started crying. I got it. all messy during Sunday in the Park with George too. Oh, I that bet. just move, just keep moving on. Right, still, right. Yeah, because where we're at in but our But it's lives also now. yeah, I mean, but it's also like you remember these these shows and how you'd listen to them and be like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be, you know, and like they would get you through these like horrible times and now you think back like, wow, you know, I was so innocent then and it. Ugh. Well, the hard part for me, and I was thinking about this, I'm, I'm doing this and then going to therapy, so right. it's basically hours of therapy yeah. today. But it's like I. There's so many things. There was a point where I was on The Daily Show and I was really depressed about something. And I thought to myself, if I was on TV, I wouldn't feel like this. And I was like, 
schmuck you are on TV. Right. It's like, you know, and so there, I have to remind myself, you know, it's like I, there are moments where I think, oh, I wish I had a talk, if I had a talk show, right. I'd, I'd have been really good. It's like, Schmuck, you had a talk show for right. twelve years. Right. It's like it wasn't on T. It wasn't on TV at eleven thirty at night right. the way you wanted it to be. Right, but you had a national talk show right. for twelve years. Right. It's like who gets to do that? Who listens to someone for I know. twelve years? It's and there's always something you want, something else. Yes. Okay, so you get to, into Northwestern. Yes, now, here you and are. And I bought a hundred dollars jeans that day, which was a lot of money. Hundred dollars in nineteen eighty. I spent a hundred and three dollars on no a pair fucking of way. ball baggy jeans. No the way. The moment they accepted me, and I went to Macy's and bought these ridiculous Italian imported jeans. Wow, three bucks was. A That's a money. lot of money. That's like six hundred, seven hundred, eight. That's, I don't know what it was, right. but I, well, I, that piggy bank got that poor thing got broken. Now you get into Northwestern, which is a very, it's like an amazing school, and your parents are not college educated. No, my mother didn't finish high school, right? And and, and do uh, they yeah. have any idea, like? Oh my god, my kid's going to one of the best journalism like schools in the fucking country. I don't know if they knew it quite like that. They were kind of, you know, my father was my father's relationship uh, to anything college oriented was not great. Cuz right. my my father if I bought my father khakis he would go, oh, what, what am I, a college boy? I got to wear these pants, college boy. You know, and if you right. bought him like a pair of penny loafers, that would be it. It would just right. be like, are you in, you know, he'd wear a navy blazer. Right. But it was, but he was a little more sharper Italian-American right, kind of. Right, right. Do you think he was in the mob? No, we'd have oh. more money if he was. Oh, no, yeah. we got nothing. But uh, uh, he knew people. His oh, bro- yeah. His bro- New Jersey. His brother, it's like, his I grew brother up, yeah. was a little... Yeah. A little bit connected, and I have one cousin. A little bit a country, little bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. But no, my dad wasn't, and he was. And my dad did finish school and was a good, you know, right. he, he, you know, he was the first one to finish high school. His parents were illiterate, right. so that's kind of a big deal wow. for him. To go. Did they come up from from yeah. Italy? Okay. They were. My grandfather worked in a quarry and stuff right. like that, and so my dad going to high school was a big deal, and then for me to go to college was a huge deal, right? Um, and but I don't know if they really realized it, but it was so different. And I got to college, and my college roommate one I, we were in a quad. Remember, you get four oh people yeah, quad, in, yeah, four people in two rooms with a bathroom in between. So uh, my uh, one roommate, one of the four roommates, his father tried to buy the Philadelphia Phillies. No fucking way, and, he was that rich. Yeah, and I said to him, I said, Do you know the most expensive thing my father ever bought? A used Cadillac Coupe de Ville. <laughs> I said, That's the most expensive thing. Yeah, my I father mean, you're, ever you're so this you're going from. Like Blue little collar, far, right, New Jersey to yeah. Richie Rich, yeah. Jews, li- like yeah. really smart. Like, what was that transition like? But were you like, oh my god, this is where I belong, or was it like, oh my god, I'm a fraud? No, it was I. The fraud came later. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. now. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I was just like, I'm getting the hell out of here. No, I was very. Uh, gung ho for up being upwardly mobile. No, right. I was like, I got to get out of here, and and mostly because I just, it was never about money for the sake of money, but it was like the stuff I wanted to do was go to the theater, beautiful restaurants, right. travel to Europe, uh, gay sex, gay, it's a little bit of stripping, yes. yeah, uh, and and have a nice home and give dinner parties. That's what but I always wanted it, to do. Like I wonder, you're. At a different, you're dealing at a different class level than your parents. So when you come home, is it like, like what is that like? It was, you know, it was rough because they really. My father would argue with me, and he'd he'd say, he'd taunt me and say, right. "You don't belong at people like us don't belong at Bloomingdale's." Right. And I'd look at him and I'd say, "Then I'm going to Bergdorf Goodman because right. I was like, I'm you're not stopping me. Right. But you really do have to be sort of Madonna esque in your drive. Right. To, right. to get what. But you is want, it was it? You know? gu- uh, did you feel guilty? Like, oh my God, I wish my parents had this opportunity. Or no, but I tried to take them along, and that was the mistake. Because really? 
you kind of have to appreciate them for who they are instead right. of trying to turn them into what you want them to be. Right. But I do think for a gay kid, when you're you're not the son I wanted you to be. It's like, well, you're not the Kennedys either. You know, right. it would be nice if you'd been the Kennedys. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but you're not. So that's the way it goes. So did your roommates know you were gay? Oh, uh, pretty much. Yeah. And well, did, and I well, the cutest thing was I, I immediately got there and hung up a picture of t- a poster of Tim Curry and fishnets, you know, from Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first thing up, and then uh, this. Uh, the girl who was dating the guy who was uh, father tried to buy the Phillies right? Uh, said, oh, my God, my roommate has the same poster that you do. You guys should date. And so. Oh. So, yeah. So anyway, so when she we got fixed up and, and the girl who also had the Rocky Arb picture show poster, is a big lesbo. No, she wasn't a big lesbo. Oh. She was fag hag deluxe. Right. You know, so it was perfect. So she came to my door. New student week. And it took me to see Iggy Pop in oh, a really wow. run down. Like a basement club. Right. And Iggy was tearing those acoustic ceiling yeah, tiles yeah, yeah. out and throwing them at the audience. It was a shitty little t- club right. you could have been killed in. Right. And it was so much fun. Okay. And I was, she came to the door all punked out. And she was. She kind of looked like uh, a character out of a John Waters movie. Right. And I was in love. Right. You know? Are you still friends? We were for a long time. And then we, we parted ways. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I... Tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer. And I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it and so that's a little caffeinated so i enjoy that because i needed it today and you know it's getting warmer out and what does that mean summer oh god please come it can't come soon enough and that means you have to hydrate and that's what liquid iv does it hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes vitamins and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You do well at school. What do you? Yeah, I did, or but not like I could at right. high school. I was the valedictorian. Right. It's like it was easy. What? 
ding, ding. Almost Jewish, yeah. See, how did I not know that? You know, I was like, where, would, where, would you, where would you read that? You have to sit with me for five right. minutes and I'll you. were you. the valedictorian. Like, weren't it your says parents, more, like, fucking yes, freaking that, out? That was a big deal for them. They liked that a lot. And I did... I did. Uh, I, I talked about having friends and lovers, and 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 in, in my speech, no way, and I did. And then I read Elton John songs, and oh, I also did Paul Lind when I got up because like, hey, the kid, yeah. the kid uh, before me who was the, picked on. We were friends because he was like, oh, good. Well, you're picked on more than I am. You win, right? You know, he was the one that was the most picked on, and and he was nerdy. He was a great guy and right. very smart, but he was very nerdy, and so they picked on him even more than they picked on me because he was like me but not funny, right? And so he he uh, lost the crown. You know that you're lo- <laughs> Bobby still that joke about Lucy. You're losing him. Yeah. You know. Um, anyway, but so yeah, he lost the crowd, and I so I got up and I thought, what the hell am I going to do? Right. And I got up and I was in front, you know, on the football field in front of the whole right, town, right. you know. And I said my line from Bye Bye Birdie. I looked at it and I said, I've got a wonderful wife, two swell kids, <laughs> a good job, and and now this. So did and, they laugh? Oh, they howled. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. But then I gave this big impassioned speech. Good. But I was writing. Did you story. come out? No, but I was writing essays. You right. know, like why Anita Bryant was horrible. In Ugh, English fuck class. her. You know. But it's like I, when I right. look back on it, it's like Jesus. Could you? You know, if I had. A dick it's in just end, like I the, have been the, the const- constantly getting picked on. Like every fucking day, I walked into school. It's every fucking day from the minute I got out of the car. It's like Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Orca, Bigfoot, and it's just like. To this day, when someone says Bigfoot, like it's it, I have PTSD. Like just you, I can't even hear someone say Sasquatch. You know what I mean? It's so fucking unnerving. I want to do a show where we re- reunite high school kids with their bullies. I thought about that. No, I, I wouldn't did, that be I a always, good show? I always thought about doing that, and it's it's uh, the the guy apologized to me. Yeah, I know so you're so lucky. Nice, I had a but, group, you know. It, well, yeah, the, he but he was the ringleader, and you know, it, it was rough because. You, you you forget what it's like when leaving that house every day, right? Is traumatic, it's right? No wonder we still have trouble leaving the house now. I you have know, morning problems yeah. in the morning. I remember the alarm going off and being like, "Oh no, I have to fucking deal with this shit." I can't, and I couldn't even walk down my street. They would be screaming from the fucking neighbor's house, like Claude, Big. F-. I was like, oh, "Really?" Can I remember. I remember in art class, I made this three D monogram F, this right. big F. And I painted it, and it looked like it was very HR Puffin stuff. It was like day glow colors right, right, and right. things sticking off in the whole thing. And I get it up, and, she, and the teacher loved it. And she held it up, and some kid from the back yelled, What's the F for? Faggot. And everyone howled. And you're just like, And what that- did the teacher do? She she yelled at them, but you know what are they going to do? Right, and you can't you can't stand up for yourself because right. then you admit you are one. Right, right. So yeah, it was horrible. That was eighth grade, and it was like that was very typical kind of experience. So you're like, oh good, you just shit on everything I just did. Right. So you know, and that is very scarring, and you take that into your adult life. But I was also. I was lucky enough to say, "Oh, I'm going to sell this all back to you. I'm going to I'm going to make my career being the oh, the, I the, always the I always." had this thing in the back of my head like I'm fucking so much better than you and you're gonna fucking pay for this because I wanted to be drum major and I had to I don't know if I've told this on the show before but I um you had to conduct the Star Spangled Banner and the superintendent was there and you know the principal and the you know band and so someone went up before me and then you know like when you have the upbeat which is instruments up to your face and then you take a <gasps> breath and as your hand comes down that's when the first note comes right so i do instruments up i i do the and as i'm coming down for the first note someone yells sasquatch in the back and i didn't become in in front of everyone and then i had to continue to conduct 
Like I had to continue. I had to do the fuck. And I was just like, when the fuck is this shit going to fuck? It's, you know what I feel like? I still have repeat feelings when I go on a red carpet and everyone's like, can I have your name? Do you ever do that when you go on the red carpet and they're yeah, like, Yeah, I do. Yeah, what am I even here for? Yeah, there I know. Is that moment. But then you're like, You know what? It's That's the way it goes. But did people to, I mean, they pick on you for whatever they can. Right, and right, they, right. And, you know, and I was I was smart and, and fat, fat. So there's two things. So yeah. knock yourself out with it. You're very tall. So there's, yeah. there's that. But did anyone ever go, She's nine feet tall, but she's really yeah. pretty? Did they no. say that? Nope. No. No, because I'm sitting here looking. I was like, You're really pretty. I'm thinking, oh, are, okay. are you allowed to say that? You know, it's yeah. a lady anymore. No, it's, but it's, and it's also, I look at, at stuff now. It's fun. Oh, since losing weight. So I, I actually, I went up for uh, an ex-boyfriend part as opposed to the guy in the bell tower. Wow. Usually when, usually right, when right, I right. have to go do an audition for something, it's kind of like, you know, uh, fat guy number three. Right. But so this was kind of, it was a, I didn't get it, but it, right. I, I nailed it. It was right. really good. And it was fun to be asked to do something right. other than, uh, than, you know, you know, would do that. But like, anyway, hey, I'm fat. Talk yeah. to you later. Bye. Like every Although fucking. I, would, I played fat. Oh, I, I played. Hey, I'm tall and I'm really funny. Bye. That was so, every fucking show I ever the, did. Wait, what was the last sitcom I saw you on? Because we were like, it's Judy. I got so excited. Oh, Murphy Brown. Oh, I was so happy yeah, to see Yeah, I played Murphy a nice Brown. officer. I'm, and of well, course, then they cancel it. And I'm like, oh, God, I just want oh, shit. I just want, residu- residual check. <laughs> I just want a residual check, you know? I still get my $12 from uh, Cougar Town. Oh, yeah. I did one I get shit. I five get... on Cougar Town. And it made me very happy. What about like SVU? I get like, you know, <gasps> 17 you cents. Do? I just did one and one law and order. All right. Oh, how fun. So you end up, you graduate. In the from the journalism school, yeah, I went to I was a Medildo. That's what they called the Medildo really? school of journalism, Medildo. And all my friends, were how not did you in, do in that school? Like, were you? My writing was really good. My current events couldn't have been worse, right? And I didn't because now I at least I'm up on stuff, right, 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 it, kind right. of. But I used to not pay any attention to anything other than the arts and leisure right. section. I was the total ridiculous right. person. But uh, um, yeah, I did all right. And I have to tell you, this is a bad thing to tell young people, but the night before the law and ethics of journalism class final. I went to see Pee Wee Herman in concert because, uh-huh. and he didn't, it wasn't, the Pee Wee's Playhouse didn't exist. Right. And he don't, I don't even think the HBO special was on yet. You right. know I mean, really, yeah, it was yeah. like early on. He was on Letterman once in a while. Right. And so we decided to go to that. And I don't remember anything about the class, but I can tell you almost of his entire act. It's like, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was the right choice. I got a D in that class. It was the only really bad grade wow. I ever Wow. I, I got, got a, a D. D in accounting. And my father oh, well, was t- an horrible. attorney yeah. and a tax and a CPA. And I was like, I can't fucking do accounting. All right. Yeah. So you then work for the Detroit Free Press. Is that oh, yeah. correct? You want to know what? You want How'd to, you get that job? Uh, I saw it. I was. I took the first job that was offered, which was right. in Fort Collins, Colorado, oh, which my is God. The, the hotbed of flat earthers. Right. Does that tell you everything you need? Oh to know? my God. I hated it so much. How long were you there? Uh, nine months. So it wasn't like you left and were like, I'm going to New York. It was like, no, you... I was like, where they, they kind of told us it's like, basically, you need to work in smaller markets and right. build up your resume. And right. stuff. So I took this job. Right. And, and it was OK. They made me cry in the supply closet and I wasn't out at work. Or anything, right. And it was bad. So, so that's fun. But it was great. But then I need to get out of there so bad. So and you were so there I, nine months, nine months. But at six months, I applied. I saw an ad, an editor and publisher. This is how slow everything moved right. in those days. So it was an ad, an editor, publisher looking for a fashion writer. Oh, for the Detroit Free Press. Right. And I so I wrote a letter and I'll never forget. I wrote, dear, it was a woman's name is Kathy O'Gorman. I'm in touch with her on Facebook. I said, dear Kathy, I wish I could tell you I'm the person who told Norma Kamali that sweat clothes would be big someday. But I can't. But I can boast a fat, you know, great writing style. blah blah. So anyway, so I got that. Long story short, I go in. They fly me into Detroit. Wow. I'm 23 years old. Right. And. The uh, uh, the woman sits me down and she says, you know, if you take this job writing about fashion, 
they're all going to think you're gay. So how do you feel about the faggot factor of your job? That was an interview question. She said faggot factor? Faggot factor of your job oh in 1985. God. Okay. And this is, by the way, listeners, height of the AIDS crisis. Go. Yes. No, was it? No, beginning, beginning. Beginning. We were all worried at that point. Getting it. I remember, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was it, was very, it was the beginning. I Sorry. remember a woman coming in. She said, you know, I went to this restaurant. This other woman, once right. I got the job, she came in. She said, you know, she said, she said, all the waiters that were gay. I mean, am I going to get AIDS from going there for lunch? And oh I said, and I looked at her and I said, did anyone hemorrhage on your entree? And she said, no. And I said, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, but no, the faggot factor of the job. So, and I got this job and, uh, and I was there for three and a half years. And then I moved to New York. I got a job doing fashion writing in New York. And suddenly I was going to collections and, uh, and I was going all over Europe uh, for this newspaper. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I'm colorblind. So it's, there you go. No way. I am. So I was a good fashion writer, but I'm colorblind. But uh, like completely colorblind. No, no. I, like if you in the dark, you know, if I have trouble, like if if you if if it's orange or yellow. No, not so much orange. Like, it's more like lime green, acid green, and and yellow, chrome right, yellow right, look right, the right, same. Right. And uh, I don't remember colors. That's ever, the, yeah, like an evergreen green and a deep burgundy look exactly yeah, the right. same. To okay, me. you know that kind of thing. Okay. Until I look at them and I was like, oh wait, this is red. Yeah. Jim said to me one time. I said, oh, look, it's cl-. I was watching a rerun of Puff and Stuff, H.R. Puff and Stuff. And I said, oh, it's Kling and Clang. And Jim said, which one's Kling and which one's Clang? The red one or the green one? And I said, what? And he said, one is red and one is green. I said, Kling and Clang aren't matching? And he said, oh no, one God. is red and one is and green. And that's how you knew? That's how I found out. This was like in my, you know, I was in my late 30s wow. at that point. So Okay. So anyway, you're yeah. traveling around Europe. Traveling around Europe for this job at New York Newsday. And so, yeah, twice a year I would go away for like <sighs> three or four weeks, five weeks a year. Wait, New Madrid, York, you went from De- Detroit De- Free Press to, to uh, well, it was, I did the Detroit News for three months and that didn't work out. And then I got this job in New York. And so I did, uh, I was at the uh, New York Newsday, which was the, the tabloid, oh, smart I remember, tabloid. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. But so I was their fashion writer. And so I would go to Paris, Milan, and London oh twice God, a year. I fucking hate you. And occasionally. Like well, in nice and, hotels. Occasionally. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I came back from one, I went five weeks. It was Paris, Milan, London, Barcelona, Madrid. And so annoying. my bill was $10,000 and it got held up for one thing. I had bought batteries and you were supposed to take them from the supply closet. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. But it ended up being fine. But right. everything else sailed through. But okay. you go. And so I got to meet Versace. I got to meet. What? Oh, I met them all. I met Gautier, Versace, right. Moogler, uh, Yves Saint Laurent. That's mm-hmm. kind of a big. I gossiped with Karl Lagerfeld. I, you know, Gautier. And, wow. You know, I met them all, and it was it was very fun. Not didn't hang. I wasn't right. friends with anybody, but it was it was really fun. Versace was the nicest to me. I have to say, and it broke my heart that when I know and that's then, horrible. But he was really sweet, and he was funny, and he was one of the first. When I was, I was watching that assassination yeah. of Johnny Versace, American Crime Story, and it was weird because he he had come out to me in an interview, right? And I don't even know if we ran it because at the time it was controversial right. to sort of right. do that. But uh, I wrote about it in his obituary because I said that we were sitting there, and he he said I was talking to my boyfriend Antonio, and Bubba, you know, right? And, and he went on, and he was very funny, right? And, and dishy, fucking and, waste, and, yeah. And and smart, and he was really, yeah. and he, you know, he was, uh, and he helped me with my first book because right. he got, uh, he spoke to Elton John on my behalf. So no I, way. So I got, uh, uh, I got to use a song lyric as the ep- epigraph, epigram, whatever right, the right, first right, thing right, is. The, I don't yeah. never remember which the word is, but the the opening quote in the book. Um, yeah, I used a long, extensive Elton John song. Wow. Quote, and he got that for me. And so I have my 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 facts with the Rocket Records, you right. know, saying, please feel free to use this and good luck in your, for, right. in your endeavors and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So that was, Is that was where fun. you met Bob Mackey? How did I meet Bob? Recovering fashion. 
Right. That was how I did it. Yeah. And then went, that after, article you just wrote about him. Thank was you. Excellent. Yeah, I did a big story yeah. in the New York Times style section. Right. Like three thousand. Okay, you never get assigned 3,000 words anymore. Nobody oh, does. I know. That's a lot. She I said, know. I was like, I wow, said, this is long. I said, how long do you want me to go? She said, I don't know. 3,000 words? And I, I swallowed my tongue. Because you're right. counting by the word for how much you're going to pay. Right. So, uh, it, so it was good. So That's was awesome. Tickled. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me no, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. No, no, Judy no. Gold's just kill me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>